Oh yeah, we gotta change to not Thursday. <laughs> it's like perfect he's changed timing. His, he's changed the lawnmower now. It's a different kind of lawnmower. It's louder. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jonathan Bowers. Oh, wait. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm doing the intro. Oh no. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. Hi, you're listening to Fixing Faxes, and I'm your host, Jonathan Bowers. And I'm Angela Hopke. And so I haven't watched any of the Star Wars movies. At all? Ever. At all. So I've watched bits, like you, you always see clips of them or maybe bits and pieces, but I've never seen a full Star Wars movie. At all. At all. And you were, you were, you are a member of society. Okay. <laughs> How did, yes. how, did, how did you manage to avoid watching any Star Wars? I'm not even sure, to be honest. I, I, I'm unsure of how this has all came about. And I'm one of those people that don't want to jump in in the middle. So I always felt like I had to watch the previous ones before I could watch the new ones. And because of that, I've just never put in the effort. <laughs> it is a lot. It's a, it's a it's, big... And it's an it's effort. A, it's a saga. But... I've started watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, good for you. Do you like it? I really like it. It's really good. It is. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only on episode um, three, I think, three or okay. four. And um, I really like it. Why do you like it? <sighs> oh, my goodness. Well, it was... I don't know why I like it. It's, it, it's, it feels like an... Oh, like it feels like a western which it I is it is a western right yeah uh, yet set in some time and um i don't know there's something charming about it <laughs> wait are yeah. you a big fan i'm a big fan yeah oh a, I'm big, a big fan, fan. okay Not, i mean i wouldn't say i'm a big fan i would say I'm a pretty big fan. Yeah, I really like, like, I like Star Wars. I like, I've played some of the video games. I have a board game, this like cool X-Wing game. That's, that's quite fun. I okay. bought just, just before COVID and now I have no one to play with. Oh. Zach's too little and it's not too his kind of game. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. Okay. So yeah. I find fans always have an order that they suggest that other people watch the movies in. I, I, my belief is to watch it, and it's how I think I want to watch it with Zach when he's old enough, is four, five, six, one, two, three, Rogue One. Okay. Then four, five, six again. No. Nope. Yeah, then, then seven, eight, nine. No. Nope. Then you can go back and watch Solo and uh, whatever the other one was. Okay, so I think I'll just watch them in release date order. I, I think I might watch it with Alex. I think she's old enough to watch all of those. I think so. Yeah. You're never, you're never not old enough. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two. <laughs> but that's, yeah. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today? I have no idea. Honestly, I have no clue. I would like to get to some community stuff at some point and some interviews or some yes. guests, but yes. we could just talk about like what's going on in product land. We could talk about password resets. <laughs> <sighs> Password resets. So it's hard to read your emotions in that meeting just now that we had when we were talking about password resets. So I wasn't sure if you were upset, if you were disappointed. 
in like the way the product <laughs> has been built, if you were disappointed oh. in users. Oh my if god, you were... you're going down a rabbit hole, Jonathan. Yeah, like... no, it just it was very difficult to read to read you on the video call. Like there there was very little body language to go off of. Um, and I was I was watching like I flipped to like I often just flip to like see everyone mm-hmm. mode so that I can yep. like I just find that better. Oh, I like the um, gallery view better on Zoom. Yeah, too. gallery view. Thank you. And yeah, you just you, you were you just seemed like maybe something was going on. I thought I'd check in. <laughs> this is so funny. My nonverbal can be quite loud sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Yep. yep. And I think when it's not, people tend to be like, what's up? It's what's just going as loud. On, the silence is just as loud. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, no, uh, no I, I think for me what it is, is... Things have gone relatively smoothly with product development thus far. Mm-hmm. We have always kind of had this good uh, flow of of maybe not knowing exactly what our user needs next, but having a really good idea of what they need next. Yeah. And I feel like with this password reset or lack of due to the the encryption, the end to end encryption that we have on this on this product is I not that I feel like we're letting our users down because I think there's massive pros to this and we have to communicate that somehow. But I also feel like this is like a bit of a disappointment factor with them that we can't just do a password reset. And so yeah, it that seems like an easy feature. Like it seems like I, something that everything does. I forgot my password. I'll just reset it. Exactly. And um, maybe talk a little bit about why we can't just do that, because I don't think I can talk that well about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So the previous episode, I think we talked about the fact that this Clinect is encrypted end to end. We, mm-hmm. we, as the builders of the product can't see anything. There's a, I mean, there's bits of stuff that we don't encrypt because we need to, like, we need to know who the referral goes to that sort of thing, but we can't see any patient information. So all of that information is completely hidden from us. The only way to unlock that is with the a password right. from the user that unlocks that data. So if they, that's the key, that's literally the key. The key. If they lose that or forget that, they've lost the key. And so we can't go in and recover that data for them. Exactly. So it different than, uh, and the example that Chris was giving, uh, like Facebook, right? Like if you lose your password on Facebook, you just go in and um, request a password reset. Really all they're doing is just verifying that you are who you claim to be. So they follow up with maybe a message on your phone or an email or something, and they give you a little link. That's just proves that you still have access. Like you are still Angela. Mm-hmm. Um, the person requesting this password reset is Angela. Right. So they go through something that they trust, like an email to send you a link. And then you click on that. And then that like, okay, cool. We'll just throw away their old password, give them a new password. Except that for us to do that, that would literally mean throwing away the key. We don't have another key. Exactly. That, that was the key. Yeah. And so if you've forgotten the password or lose, you know, lose that password, you have lost the key to accessing the system. That's that's its strength. Yes. But also the weakness from the perspective of the user because now they can't access the data and we we can't get it back for them. It's and gone. We, and that's the key right there too, is Facebook can give me back my password because they can see everything. Yeah. They see it all. We don't see it all. We can't give you back your password. 
So we've had some users that have bumped into this and we've had users that have reached out to me personally and gone, we need this feature. We need a password reset on the, on this application. And I think it's the first time that, you know, it seems like you say an easy fix. It's not an easy fix. It's, it's not, not fix. it's not, it would compromise the integrity of the whole application if we just mm-hmm. allowed a password reset. So we can't do that. We've built this product to be as secure and private as it is. And we, we just can't compromise that. So we're stuck in this really hard place where we have users that want a feature that they're used to seeing on many other applications that they have without, you know, and without even the need to understand why they they don't have it here, yet frustrated that they don't. And yeah. so that was what you were seeing today in the call, I think, was just my, my inner turmoil <laughs> around really wanting to please the customer on this, but knowing that pleasing the customer would, would degrade the integrity of the product. And I'm just not going to allow that. Yeah, I think that's a good stance, as uncomfortable as that can be sometimes, yeah. is to do what is right for the product. And in, in that in that case, it's actually what's best for the patient. Exactly. And we do have to we do have to go back to that. And I think you often see that in our meetings, is you know, I'll kind of go, okay, well, hang on. At the end of the day what we're doing is we're ensuring a very safe product for our patients. We're ensuring yeah. that their information is being handled in the most appropriate way. Yeah. And that's what it comes back to with this one again. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not compromising on the quality of the product on this one, but damn, it makes it hard to have that conversation with the users when it, they don't understand yeah. it. They're not supposed to understand it. That's not for them too. I don't, I don't want to expect them. Well, to. I, I don't think that they need to understand the technical details, but I mm-hmm. think I think there is an opportunity here to really show the users what good password hygiene looks like and why that's so important. We still we need a way to allow them to recover because it's equally it's equally bad for the patient if uh, if yes. a specialist has received referrals and they can't get access to them anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we and I think that's why in the end, what we ended up talking about was a multi-layered approach to this in that mm-hmm. we have like plan A, B, and C around account recovery. And how are we going to ensure that our users can get back into their account? Because like you say, if you know, we can't just reset the password because that compromises it, but we also can't not let them get back into it because yeah. that compromises it too. Yeah. And it, it it just brings up so many interesting problems in this space. And it it's the it's the intersection of sort of, of technology and security and the users, you know, the ease, the ease of use. Exactly. And that's yeah, that was what we was frustrated with is I'm like, yeah. oh, we are the ease of use. I do think though, I really do think that if you can somehow treat this as an opportunity to show our users why this is important, that will benefit them, not just for this product, but across all of like uh, other, other things, right? If they're, if they're, if they're reusing the same password, that's not great. They're also using passwords that are just easy to forget. Too easy to forget. Yeah. That, and that, that's, that hints at this like weird problem in, in, in security, which is you want passwords that are very secure, but you also want them to be usable. 
but not too usable that somebody but can not, pick yeah. to guess them. Yeah, so it's huh. it's very very tricky, but there are there are tools that exist to help you with this. So we require everyone on our team to use a password manager, and so all like no one no one on our team knows any of their passwords. Right. It's it's managed by a tool that generates this randomly long this random string that's very long. It's very very hard to guess. I have a high degree of confidence that all my passwords are unique. I don't even know what they are. And even if they were to, even if they were to find my password, you know, say, say my password for Facebook was compromised, like somebody cracked all of Facebook's, the database and like let loose all of the passwords. And this has happened lots of times. There's lots of examples of large sets of data being hacked and you can go and look, look, like look up your passwords and see if they've been hacked. The only thing they'll be able to get into is that one account. They won't be right. able to then get into a bunch of other things. Because you're not using the same password for I'm everything. Not using the same password for everything. Yeah. So the I think the interesting part here though is you guys are a sophisticated tech company. Yeah. <laughs> Our users are not sophisticated tech companies or sophisticated technology users in almost most cases too, right? And so that's where, yes, that's where the turmoil was that you were seeing on my face in their meeting today is just really trying to figure out what's the best thing for our users and how to manage. And I think the solution that we came up with is a tailored solution to the users that we have. If we had very sophisticated users, we would probably suggest something like you just mentioned that you guys use for them. It's not going to be the case. It'd be more of a sophisticated account recovery. Yeah. But it can't be this time. It'll work. It'll be secure, but it's tailored for our users too. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, that was an interesting one though. Like I say, up to this point, we were, I think we've really We've really like kind of had like some bumps, but not not too many bumps. And I feel like this one was the first like bigger usability bump that we've had. I'm gonna come back to the like the the education piece here. I, I I actually think that if if a if someone is relying on password reset, that like that's not good practice, regardless. Like Agreed. you shouldn't be doing that. Agreed. So so you know, if you sign up for a thing and you're like, well, just whatever, I'll just put in a password because they make me and I'll rely on password reset. Doing away with passwords is is actually a pretty good, sec- well, arguably a, uh, an interesting take on security mm-hmm. is you just don't have passwords. Every time you want to log in, we just send you a special thing in your email because we trust that your email hasn't been compromised. Right. So we just send you a thing in email and you just click on the thing and it opens up. And that's that works for certain types of applications. It doesn't work for us because, because everything's encrypted and we can't exactly. send you that thing because exactly. we can't get in. Yeah. So you're, you're wondering, is this a really good education opportunity or an awareness opportunity for our users to say, hey, would you call it password hygiene? <laughs> Yeah, good here, password hygiene. Yeah, here's some ideas. So the only reason I hesitate and don't jump on something <laughs> like this is I just feel like, oh my gosh, is it another thing that we're going to have to awareness, educate, et cetera, et cetera, about? Do we have the bandwidth to also do that? Does it take a lot of bandwidth? I don't know. 
But I think when you're so heads down in a startup and then you realize your user is bumping into something like this and and then someone like yourself is like, this is a great opportunity to teach them (laughs) password hygiene. I just feel like, oh my God, another thing, really? You're not wrong. I'm just like, I feel like I'm just fatigued a wee bit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's and it's a funny, it's a funny piece though. Like it's different if it was, you know, if 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 users were, you know, boy, I wish it did this feature, right? And we can we can kind of talk about how, okay, I mean, we don't really see the value in that, uh, at least not right now, but this is talking about access to the whole thing. Yeah, like this is integral. <laughs> In, yeah. In into the application. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah. What what else keeps you up at night? You know, so this was a somebody said to me the other day when I was explaining to them what Clinect was and what we were doing. And and he says to me, he's like, Oh my gosh, all that patient data, doesn't that keep you up at night? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because of what we were just talking about with the systems that we've put in, the fact that, no, you know, it's very hard to get into an account. And even if you were just to get an account, you get into one account. That's it. Like, because we've put up, we've done privacy by design, that actually doesn't keep me up at night. What keeps me up at night now is I'm like, we got to get more users. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. what's keeping me up at night right yeah. now. I'm like, we got to get more users and we're at a weird balancing point because we have specialists and we have primary care providers. So we have two sets of users. Mm-hmm. One type of user wants more of the other type of user on before they jump on both oh, ways. Chicken and egg. Chicken and egg. <laughs> and so... You know, like, and I think that's why you just kind of use a double-barreled approach and just kind of push both at the same time. And hopefully you get to that balancing point. But that's what's keeping me up at night right now is everybody's just a little bit sitting back and waiting. And right. I'm like, no, just do it. <laughs> and it's uh, it's funny, like uh, back, we talked about this eons ago, how there is this, it is kind of a marketplace in that you've got specialists who need to receive referrals from uh, primary care providers and primary care providers who want to send to specialists. And you're right, they both want more of the other because it becomes more valuable. If there was all the specialists on the system, then all the primary primary care care providers providers would be like, oh, sweet, this is is great. All the primary care providers were using, there'd be specialists clamoring to get on. It does feel a little bit more weighted towards one, like one way. Like the primary care providers have no reason to sign on if there's no specialists. Correct. So, but the specialists can sign on even if there are no primary care providers, right? Correct. But what would be the value for them if there's no primary care providers on? No, I yeah, right? I get that. Yeah. But, but there's also no risk. Correct. The idea is to get all the specialists and all the primary care providers from our area on. And if we can do that, we can accomplish a couple different things. We can accomplish, I mean, I think eyebrows would be raised in other areas to go, whoa, 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 what are they doing in Kamloops? They have all their referrals going through one portal. It's all tracked. It's all secure. 
what an amazing system that they have happening there. What it also starts to do is you start allowing your specialists and your primary care providers to accurately track the referral management and numbers. So we actually start to see a really interesting thing happening with specialists are able to look at it and as a group go, oh my gosh, the demand for our service is here. And it's even broken down by these categories. Mm. And what that arms them with is really interesting data if they ever want to sit at tables, you know, when they're talking about additional resources for their hospital or additional resources um, for their area. And, And when you have a whole geographic region on one system where they can start actually pulling accurate data from that becomes really, really interesting. So that's our focus right now. Our focus is to to get the users on from both sides, specialist and primary care provider from our area on. And and really, you know, that's why we call Kamloops our beta community is because mm-hmm. we, we tr- do truly want that. And I think it would be powerful. Do you think that there's a feature that we could build that would entice the specialists, even if there wasn't there wasn't primary care providers and possibly never going to be primary care providers i've never thought about a system that didn't have both well i like the, the what you just described you know being able to analyze some of that demand data and that's i mean that's kind of what you started doing in the way back in the beginning totally. looking at that demand data and we still and- we still do like the consulting arm of central referral solutions will actually do deep dives into your offices and EMRs and actually pull out that demand data it's hard it's expensive and it's labor intensive right clinact is a product that was introduced that would help you do that a whole lot easier and a whole lot cheaper um, right, but it but it relies on the data coming through from primary care providers. Could could we build? Is there something small that we could build that that lets the specialists sort of retroactively start like putting in some of this data? Like like it's not hard for them. Well, maybe maybe it is, but you know, could they take could they take the referrals that they've had in the last month or you know quarter or whatever, mm-hmm. and then just like okay, I'm gonna like I'm gonna put these in and just see, you know, see where our demand is. If that's, if that's valuable, then can we just, you know, type in all the referrals that came in and start to see some of that demand data and And, use it as a bit of an, uh, a bit of an analytics tool without, mm -hmm. without actually getting any of the referrals coming through. So Jackie has kind of built that. She has built programs that do the analytics around. So what it involves is is us going into each individual office. And there's a reason for that too, like to actually physically go in their space is to understand how do they receive referrals? Like mm-hmm. as soon as you get a referral, is it put into your EMR right away? Is it not? It, like how do you manage those? And um, with that tailored and customized approach, then you get true demand data. We've gone the, uh, like, the extra hundred steps to actually analyzing wait time data along with that. So it's not just referral and demand data, it's wait time data. But this is when we also get back into what we've talked about in in a previous episode around categories. There's no categorization right now. Right. 
Remember these, all these, all these referrals come in with no standard categories. So we do that in on top of, so like the, the, the consulting that we do is highly tailored and highly customized. Um, it comes at a price, but it is very much worth it judging from the results that we've, we've had with giving that data back to the users themselves. So we're arm, we're literally just arming them with their own data. Jackie has built that, that tool. I'm not sure that it would be valuable in a, in a, like a smaller tool or a pared down tool. Right. I'm not sure how that would even look. And like I say, there's so many, so many things that we've learned through this. And this is why Clinect came out of that. (laughs) Starting this fall, we're going to do a big marketing push. We, because we are focusing on the geographic area, we are literally going to go door knocking. We're, we have an intern that we've hired. Her whole job is, is to gonna like just go door knocking have people understand what Clinect is, why they want to sign up, and then just literally help them sign up. Just walk them through the process, which isn't a hard process, but it's, yeah. it's. I think at first to get those numbers. So when we talk about chicken and egg. We need one of those. We need the, we need one of those to tip. And I think to get us to the tipping point, we need to do a very tailored marketing approach where we go door to door. When you say one of those, you mean the, like the primary care providers or the, or specialists? the specialists we need, I th- but I think it's, I think it's gotta be the specialists. Like what, like there's no reason agreed for like, there's no use to it as a primary care, but there's no use to anyone if neither one, neither side is on that, but there's less use for the primary care provider to sign up because they can't, they can't do anything. Correct. But the, that being but, said, we already have one specialty on, so they yes. are there. And we do have two more specialties queued. And if anybody knows anything about healthcare is that July and August are like classically slow down. But time feels like that for everything. Like everyone's on vacation. No one's responding to emails. Anything. So then we're battling that right now too. So yeah, yeah, I think that's why that's keeping me up at night right now. Password resets and... (laughs) User numbers. Ugh. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Fixing Faxes, building a digital health startup. I'm Angela Hopke. My co-host is Jonathan Bowers. Music by Andrew Codeman. Follow us on Twitter at Fixing Faxes. You can find us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And please do us a favor and tell a friend. Thanks for listening. Smooth. It's it's almost as if you haven't been gone for three weeks not practicing this right